This is the Overtime Podcast Network. This is the Turn on the Jets podcast. I don't have to convince any one of those eight defensive coaches how effed up I am. These players, they want to defend MetLife Stadium for you guys. Now, here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso owner of TurnOnTheJets.com, recording from the Vivid Seat studio with a reminder that with promo code OVERTIME, you will get $100 off in the Vivid Seat mobile app for your first-time purchase. Take advantage of that discount. Today is part 10 of 10, the final episode of our 10 straight days of podcasts previewing the 2019 New York Jets season looking at the biggest questions that will determine whether or not they will be a playoff team. We are going to look at who will lead their pass rush today. If you've missed previous episodes, they are all available on the Turn on the Jets podcast feed, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on TurnOnTheJets.com, shared through my Twitter at Jake Caparoso. Appreciate the reviews, appreciate the feedback, even appreciate the negative feedback. It's all right. I got thick skin. I've been doing this for a while. Um, we will also have an episode tomorrow, uh, which will be an interview with Connor Rogers where we'll break down Jets bills because week one is here and we'll have sort of a more general talk about the 2019 season and expectations. Uh, 30 pack of season predictions is live on the website. 12 pack of predictions for Jets bills will be live on Friday along with some other season preview content. So make sure you are following along. And with that, Let's talk Jets pass rush. We're going to go about 20 minutes or so, like we've done in all the previous episodes. If you've missed the previous episodes, you could hear a similar length show about Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, C.J. Mosley, the offensive line, filling in for Chris Herndon and Avery Williamson, Leonard Williams, Adam Gase, and the cornerback position. Last but not least, the pass rush, which has been plague, a plague for the Jets, at least when we're talking about edge rushers, since John Abraham parted ways with the franchise. Uh, They tried to address it with Vernon Golston. It didn't work. They tried to address it with veteran stopgaps like David Bowens, and then they signed Aaron Mabin, and he had a little moment here or there. Of course, we had Calvin Pace around forever, setting the edge, but was never really a premier pass rusher. And I love you, Calvin, but, you know, you're an edge setter. You weren't a premier pass rusher. Um, Recent years, it's just kind of been neglected. Uh, 2015 third-round pick Lorenzo Malden out of the league. 2016 third-round pick Jordan Jenkins. Kind of like a new-age Calvin Pace. Good player. Not sure he's ever going to be someone who consistently gets double-digit sacks. Also not sure how well he's going to fit in Greg Williams' defense going forward, particularly if they play a lot more 4-3. Ja'Kai Polite. Third round pick this year, the only third round pick in the NFL to not be on an NFL roster. Uh, He did get picked up after being unclaimed on waivers to be put on Seattle's practice squad, but Polite did not make the Jets 53 after a a pretty awful preseason and apparently being consistently late for meetings. So the magic of Mike McCadden continues to pay off. And look, to be fair, I I was all for taking that risk on Polite in the third round. You know, you, you are kind of throwing darts a little bit at that spot. But did I think it would work out this poorly? No. Would I have liked for the Jets to be a little more patient with him? Yes. But of course, we'll see how that ultimately pans out. 
as it stands now, your New York Jets quote-unquote edge rushers are Jordan Jenkins, Frankie Louvu, second-year player who had some nice moments last year. Uh, Terrell Basham uh, was on the team last year and you know didn't play all that much, but had a couple decent moments. And then Harvey uh, Langai, who they picked up from the Patriots, you know, more of a special special teamer. So, as the Jets' depth chart is constructed now, they're carrying nine, yes, nine defensive linemen, only four. Uh, what would be considered edge rushers and only four inside linebackers certainly has the feel of a team that's going to play a lot more 4-3 than a 3-4. While they're likely to mix and match here or there and do plenty of nickel and sub, feels like a 4-3 defense when you're carrying that many defensive linemen. It seems like you're going to be counting on guys like Quentin Williams, Leonard Williams, uh, Henry Anderson, the recently picked up John Franklin, and other guys like maybe Kyle Phillips to help you get a pass rush from a defensive end spot, which is why I'm curious to see how a guy like Jordan Jenkins ultimately fits in this defense. Uh, and if he could be someone who gets, I think he had seven sacks last year, if he can match that number or he's going to regress a little bit and the Jets decide that with this system of defense they're going to play going forward, he is not an ideal fit. And I like Jenkins' game. I don't want to misconstrue this. Is I don't think he's a good player. I think you know he's one of the few mid-round picks from the past few years who has proven to be good value, and he had a good year last year. I just don't know how can if last year was a bit of an outlier from a production standpoint and how well his skills are going to translate into what Greg Williams is likely to run. And as we saw with Ja'Kai Polite, Greg Williams is going to do things his way, and that's it. And I think, you know, I don't want to go on a a tangent about Williams here, but, you know, my view overall on the 2019 Jets is that their offense is going to be good, and they're, you know, to make it as simple as possible, their offense is going to be good, their defense is not going to be good. And I think their defense is not going to be good because of the talent, the lack of talent in certain areas, and also because I think Greg Williams is a touch overrated by fans i think easy personality to like and cheer about and you know have the fun memes from hard knocks i think he's been pretty hot and cold as a defensive coordinator and does some things that in today's nfl uh lead to allowing a lot of yards and and a lot of points and unless you're going to be forcing a ton of big plays uh and scoring points yourself on defense which is a hard thing to do I think fans are going to be a little disappointed or frustrated with how things are ran by him at times. And I could be wrong, but we'll see how that shakes out. You know, when you look at this pass rush group, the only guy who you would count on at edge to really play more than 50% of the defensive snaps, I would say is Jordan Jenkins. I'm not sure Frankie Louvu is more than a rotational player. Maybe he plays 30, 35%. And Basham and, and Langhai are kind of more bottom of the roster players feel like guys who could kind of regularly be inactive or if they do play aren't going to play a ton um that pass rush is going to have to come from leonard williams in his contract year can he give you that seven or eight sacks Quentin williams is a rookie uh can he burst on the scene and give you that seven or eight sacks that you know kind of similar to the rookie year that sheldon richardson had back for the team in 2013 Henry Anderson, can he replicate what he did last year and what was a career year for him? Go get you another, you know, seven sacks. And, you know, I'm I'm hitting on this number because I don't think any Jet player is going to hit 10 sacks this year, which is okay if you have three guys or four guys who are between six and eight sacks, which they very well might be able to with Williams, Williams, Anderson. And then maybe you get another guy uh, who breaks through and, you know, is able to, you know, produce five, six, seven sacks, whether that's a Luvu, whether that's one of the defensive linemen, 
uh, you know, that they just claimed or, or, or somebody. I also think that Williams is inevitably going to look to manufacture a pass rush by blitzing. Uh, he's going to be one of the heaviest blitzing defensive coordinators in the NFL. This was, you know, a similar MO to what we've heard with Todd Bowles and with Rex Ryan. And if you're going to blitz, you better be able to cover on the back end or get to the quarterback consistently. So it's a risky, it's a risky business to be in, but the Jets kind of don't have a choice because they don't have an elite pass rusher and they don't have an elite corner. Uh, so they're going to have to get creative. So can Jamal Adams get three or four sacks this year? Can Brian Poole get two or three sacks this year? Uh, can they be guys who are consistently putting pressure on the quarterback when they're sent after them? I think Adams, we know he's that guy. You know, can Poole do that for them? Is there another defensive back who kind of fills that sub role and is regularly getting after the quarterback? That's going to be important uh, because when you don't have an edge rusher, uh, or even a defensive lineman who's a surefire 10 to 14 sacks, you got to make up some sacks in other places. And I think Adams is a good place to start, but he can only do so much because this is a guy who's already needs to be your best safety, needs to help your weak cornerback position, and now kind of needs to be one of your best, if not your best pass rusher too, uh, when you're bringing heat off the edge or bringing heat up through the A-gap uh, from the second or third level. Uh, it's a lot to put on one guy, no matter how good he is. And he's good. I mean, he's arguably the best safety in the NFL, particularly with Derwin James uh, now out for the season. So uh, it's still a lot to put on him. So, you know, the formula for the Jets to have enough at pass rush, I think really runs through a great year from their defensive line, because that's where they've loaded up, and another great year from Jamal Adams. That's the formula. It's not likely or wise to count on, you know, guys that they currently have at outside linebacker to have these sort of massive outlier production seasons. It's more likely that you get the combination of a career year from Leonard Williams, a matching year from Henry Anderson to what he did last year, a really good rookie campaign from Quentin Williams, and then another great year from Jamal Adams, where part of why he's so productive is because he's doing a good job getting after the quarterback. So, you know, I kind of feel like with cornerback, pass rusher, particularly at the second level, is going to be a spot the Jets sort of churn a lot throughout the season. I think roster spots 47 to 53 on this team are going to be really, really fluid throughout the season. There's going to be a lot of coming and going, people popping up off the practice squad, people going back down, people getting cut, people coming on. Uh, there's just a lot of churn in those bottom four or five spots. And you saw that when they, you know, they went through the waiver period and claimed four players and uh, there's been some shuffling. So I think there'll continue to be some shuffling, but you're not likely to find... Um, really a great answer middle of the year at pass rush it's something they're going to have to look at and you know continue to invest in and decide what kind of defense they want to be because they kind of lack speed at the second level right now and it seems like they want to win by you know being big up front and being big up the middle with Williams with Mosley and with Adams and that's fine if you could find the way to coach around it you know teams are going to be smart teams when they're attacking the Jets they're going to try to spread them out and have quick releases and you know, tire out that defensive line, uh, get them in space, you know, go out there with four or five receivers and backs who are split out. And that's how, you know, if you're smart, that's how you're going to attack this defense. Teams that are going to struggle to attack this defense are your Buffaloes, I think your Dallases, 
teams that should be match up well against it are teams who are going to be able to spread you out a little bit and you know, can't Leonard Williams get to the quarterback if Tom Brady's three-step drop, get rid of it, three-step drop, get rid of it. You know, same with Henry Anderson, same with Quinton Williams. And even though Quinton was really good in the preseason, there's going to be a bit of a learning curve uh, early in the year. So, look, I would not count on a, a better year from Jordan Jenkins than I had last year, and I don't necessarily think that Langhai or Basham are going to be different makers. I think Luvu is the kind of guy who can get three or four sacks if used right situationally. I think the bulk of the sacks come from the defensive line. And I think Anderson, Williams, and Williams are probably all between five and seven sacks this year. And then Adams maybe is like three or four. Um, and that's probably where your pass rush is predominantly coming from. I think Poole will be used as a blitzer a lot. How many does it convert? You know, he seems like someone who could have maybe one and a half or two sacks this year. Um... And I think the Jets will regularly, again, be blitzing defensive backs and be one of the blitz-heaviest teams in the NFL under Greg Williams, uh, which shouldn't be surprising. I think that's kind of been his M.O. before he came here. So can the Jets find a way to overcome the dual problems currently on their depth chart at cornerback and pass rush? And is their offense going to be good enough? Their offense is going to be good. And I could be wrong. I've been wrong about things in the past, but... This is going to be a good offense. The question is, how good? Are they going to be 13th or 14th in DVOA, which is good, but not great? Or are they going to be 7 or 8 in DVOA, if not even a little better, where they're good enough to cover for their defense in a lot of weeks? Because I think the Jets, if they're going to win more than 8 games, you're going to have to win a few shootouts. And you know, win a couple games people don't expect you to win by scoring 35 or 38 points. This is not going to be a team who's winning 13-6. to six. Uh, anymore, And that's how they've won a lot in the past. They're not going to win like that with how their defense is built and how they're going to be playing with tempo on offense. So it's going to be a different type of team. And I think their defense, candidly, is going to be really frustrating at times. Uh, I think they're going to be a much more entertaining team to watch, and that could be a good and a bad thing because there's going to be a lot more action going back and forth in terms of points. Uh, but I think part of that is because there, there's some real depth chart problems at pass rush and at cornerback. And, you know, my hope is similar to cornerback, which we talked about in yesterday's episode, that the Jets are very proactive in figuring out pass rush this offseason. I think Band-Aid players are like Jenkins and Luvu and maybe even to an extent Henry Anderson because it's risky to bet on him to stay as healthy as he did last year. Who are really the cornerstone pieces going to be that are going to allow you to get after the quarterback consistently? And can the Jets ever take another serious swing at an edge rusher um, and make it work? And I think one of the interesting things to watch this year, and we won't know this for one year, we won't know this probably for three or four years, how does Quentin Williams perform compared to a guy like Josh Allen, the Jaguars' Josh Allen? who had a really nice preseason, just like Quentin did. Does Josh Allen go out and have 13 sacks as a rookie? And Quentin Williams has five or six sacks, but has a really good year because he's a great all-around defensive tackle. But Allen really still ultimately is more of an impact player. Or is Allen someone who, you know, is a little slower to re, you know adjust and is someone who maybe gets four or five sacks and Quentin is clearly a better three-down player? I, it's going to be interesting to watch. I think Quentin is a safer bet. Um, but I'm curious to watch those two careers go side by side, and we'll see those two guys play each other. So that is a wrap for our 10-part season preview podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Obviously, 
you know, this is not something we commonly do. We usually don't do daily podcasts on this feed. It is definitely a bit of a gauntlet to do, and actually it's going to be 11 straight days because our season, our week one preview, will be live tomorrow uh, on the feed. I would say in season we're going to regularly, we'll always have an episode on Thursday, as we always do. Most weeks we'll try to have a second episode on Saturday, pending what is going on, pending if we can get a mailbag episode in, but in season... You can always count on at least one episode per week. We're going to try to do two more consistently. Uh, it's been really good to see the response to this, and I think it's something next off season we'll do more consistently in terms of day to day podcasts. In season, I want to have a you know a good balance between you know the writing and the audio, and of course Scott on the Play Like a Jet feed will have his normal daily shows uh, for all you guys to listen to. So thank you everybody for listening. Excited that we're through with this preview and excited that the season is finally here. Uh, And check back tomorrow for our week one discussion. Everything you need to know related to Jets Bills.